Hello and welcome back to episode 13 of the Circuit Breaker Podcast. My name is Isaac and I want to start this podcast by saying a huge Salamat Hari Raya Adil Fitri to all my Muslim friends out there. Indeed, this year has really been quite a different year. And coming from a family guy, I totally understand uh, how difficult uh, it must be for many of you out there uh, to still stay connected to your families even though you are apart. And I think it's been honestly very amazing. Uh, Social media has been really, really amazing with just showing how many people are still kind of keeping up during this Hari Raya time. Uh, Families are on Zoom calls, which is super cool. I think it's really cool that a lot of you are also dressing up in your Baju Raya. Uh, And for moms and grandmas who are preparing the greatest food out there on earth uh, and still sending it down to your homes. And I think it's been really, really encouraging for me especially because... When I think about festivities, I think a lot about family and I can't for a moment even for myself imagine, you know what Christmas would be like this year and how different it might be with uh, if sanctions don't don't let up, if things are going to be the same all the way to December. But I just wanted to take some time to thank all my Muslim friends for staying home for all of us because it's not an easy thing to do uh, to be away from family during uh, a moment such as this. But You've done this because, you know, it's the right thing to do and you've kept us all safe as well. In a similar vein on family recipes, uh, this last week alone, my grandmother, with the help of my uncle, actually recorded down her recipe for a classic meatball. This meatball basically is like a Chinese New Year staple, right? So every year we go to her home, uh, there are a few dishes that we always pick up and uh, one of these things uh, is a meatball. Um, and, and, and I must say that it's one of those things that, you know, when your grandmother cooks it, right, you can never replicate it. You know, but I'm really, really glad that uh, my uncle took the time to actually record her, uh, putting the whole recipe down. Uh, yeah, in, in kind of bits and pieces, but still you would get the general gist of what goes into that amazing meatball. Uh, and then the rest of it is skill, right? It's whether or not you can actually do it. But I think what's really great is the fact that uh, this COVID-19 outbreak definitely has forced a lot of us to go digital. Um And I think it is one of those interesting things where you can actually use this time uh, not making Dalgona coffee, but using this time to actually potentially save and preserve a little bit of your family history and recipes. You know, get on a call with grandma or grandpa uh, and, and of course get them all the ingredients that they need, but record down all these amazing recipes that go through your family. Now is the best chance you ever get to kind of like preserve all these things. Well, you're stuck at home and the best part about it is you can, you can brag about it, I guess, on social media that you've managed to nail a long-lost family recipe of some sort, all right? And we are all fast approaching the end of the official circuit breaker. And no, I'm not about to change the name of the podcast, but I am thinking about other possible new formats and things to explore. Because I must say that really talking about this whole circuit breaker thing is a big downer. I think if I were to kind of keep this ongoing, this would probably be a podcast where I just focus on headlines and and my take on some of the headlines that are going out there. Uh, But pretty much that's what you would get with quite a lot of podcasts out there. So I was thinking I might actually just try something new. Uh, and that something new would probably chronicle a little bit more about my journey of being a soon-to-be father. And this all comes about because I think that there's so many resources for parents, of course, and for mothers-to-be. But I think the fathers are really kind of waylaid. Like, you know, like nobody cares about fathers, right? And then they blame fathers for not being good fathers. But maybe 
uh, we should actually have a podcast that kind of chronicles a little bit about my time of being a father. Uh, and that could go out to all of you, uh, potential parents and of course potential dads to be. At the same time, I don't pretend to, to be an expert, right? This is just the things that I've been thinking about, the things that have crossed my mind, uh, juggling work, uh, juggling uh, the relationship with the wife, but at the same time thinking about this soon-to-be newborn. And just to let you know, we already do have the gender, so I'm going to keep that for a little bit more, and I'm going to produce a whole podcast all about it just to talk about the gender reveal and what are some... Uh, kind of crazy thoughts that I've been having about this, all right? So phase one of the de-escalation or safe reopening, which is the official term, is happening really, really soon. And as said in the news, the next phase is going to take weeks, all right? It's going to take weeks. It's not going to be over in two weeks or three weeks. I really suspect it's going to be quite a while. Uh, and many suspect that it's about four to six weeks because that's about two incubation periods, and this is all to kind of ensure that the numbers properly come down and they don't skyrocket because there are still people out there who have been making life really difficult. But alongside that, of course, there are a lot of people who are still undetected and asymptomatic cases. And uh, if you've not really been reading the headlines carefully, you will notice that the numbers have been going down because there have been less testing. All right, And the only reason why the numbers have skyrocketed is because there have been loads of testing. Uh, so there are many people who are going undetected, but of course there are many people who are making life super, super difficult. And one group of those people live in Robertson Key. All right? So Robertson Key, of course, is famed uh, for having tons of people who outside tap a bar that uh, serves craft beer. Uh, they, were, they basically tap out beer, they sit there, then they drink, and then they talk, and then they wear masks and all chill out. Macham circuit breakers over, okay? I don't know what is wrong with these fellas. But Irene spoke to a friend who actually stays there, and apparently this has been a really common occurrence. I don't know about you, but I think there are many common occurrences that have been happening all around Singapore that nobody's really reporting. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the, the typical neighborhood uncle or auntie who's been chilling out downstairs. And I understand, I think there's a lot of heart that goes out of the fact that like, it is tough being at home. Now, for these fellas staying at Robertson Key, I don't know what their problem is, okay? But they've been ordering beers and hanging out. And I think what's really weird is that nobody did anything. Now, as much as I'm not for the whole covid group, okay, and their platform, because I really think that, like, like cyberbullying isn't the way to go about this. But you know what? These covid really have earned the term, all right? These are people who have truly, truly been a menace to our society. And you know what? Don't even play the expat card. Because an expat is just a glorified term for a migrant worker. All right? So while other migrant workers unfortunately have to stay sick in dormitories, these idiot migrant workers out there are putting all our lives at risk. And now if you want to think about like migrant workers and we really want to consider who is wasting our resources, these are the fellas. Okay? And I understand the urge to like break free from being cooped up and all that. I totally get it. But look, there has been a second wave that has been hitting other countries. And I think that the honest truth is Circuit Breaker was never meant to be a month or two. Circuit Breaker is the new norm. Alright? It's the new norm. And if people keep going out there and messing with the Circuit Breaker, they are only going to extend it even longer. I don't understand if you know this, but you being out there is going to make this a whole lot more painful for all of us. Alright? And... I think it's one of those things where the circuit breaker itself 
if you've really been noticing throughout this entire time, for the last two months, actually, two months, um, this is our new everyday from now on. And I joke about it that thanks to the government, I have a podcast, but I think so do many people have podcasts out there, right? Like there have been tons of uh, other people coming out with podcasts. And in all fairness, I think the collective efforts, right, should have been communicated more as a new way of life versus just telling people it was a stopgap. Because it's far from being a stopgap, to be honest. If you think about it, um, if you communicate it to someone and tell them, oh, you know, circuit breaker is just going to be here for a while, they're going to take you at your word and they're just going to go, okay, it's for a while, what, right? So if you de-escalate it, means I can go out. Lah. These fellas have even de-escalate, go out, you know. So if you think about it, right, it's only going to get worse because people are starting to question whether or not this de-escalation is real or not. Is this circuit breaker actually going to be lifted? Well, the truth is, it's not. And like I mentioned earlier, I think... A lot of it really surrounds the fact that there are a lot of asymptomatic cases popping up uh, as we read about preschool teachers who are getting tested. And the truth is we will never know who beside us is carrying it or if we ourselves are a carrier, right? I think the risk of opening up even slowly is still very, very real. As more people start to head back to work, we'll very soon realise the impact. And this is kind of astounding as I hear some of my friends uh, talk about the fact that their bosses are recalling everybody, they're expecting the whole office back. And I think it's honestly very stupid to think that that is an okay move. And of course, there are many people online who have been feeling like this whole lifting of a circuit breaker is all lies. And many feel that the reopening isn't extensive enough. And I suspect it's because bubble tea is still closed. Lah. You know, I think these people miss bubble tea. But honestly, what about life have you missed so far? I mean, sure, you can't go out and eat. Yes, maybe you can't have dinner with your family, but that's going to be solved really soon. But what else can be so important? I think if you really think about it and you ask all the essential questions, right, uh, you, you're still able to shop at a supermarket. You still can have all your favourite foods. That You just have to tap out it. And the truth is, some actually taste better tap out lah, than eating there, right? But you know the one thing that I truly miss is my office chair. <laughs> I think I've realised that that's the one thing I really, really miss if I had to be real about this. i realised that it's easier, honestly, at this stage to come to terms that life will be like that for a long time. And I was just telling Irene that I'm expecting to work from home, honestly, to the end of the year because I realised that that's the easier frame of mind to be in. I'd rather not be in a frame of mind where I think that this is a temporal fix, that it will go away as quickly as it came. Because I don't think it's going to be that way. In fact, I think even when our newborn comes along, life is going to be pretty much quite different. Nah. The only exception is that for a newborn, all of these things are going to be new experiences. So if we took that mindset for a moment, right, and we stopped comparing our lives before CB, maybe we would be able to kind of try and innovate and think about what life post-CB could look like. Right? And that's why I'm leaning a little bit towards. I'm leaning towards trying to learn to adjust my life right now and to learn to take care of myself given these circumstances. Of course, I think it's easier said than done. Right, I think we've been hearing lots of stories about mental health issues, uh, people kind of facing disagreements at home, fights that are happening. It's all on the rise. And I get why people want to go back to the way things were. But I think the reality is we've got to start by acknowledging that that previous reality isn't going to happen. 
and that we will have to try and actually explore a real new way of living. And what that looks like, I don't know. But I do think, however, that it is worth the thought. It is worth entertaining the possibility of, of something that is totally brand new. And it's important to start thinking about it now because you get to start questioning your present circumstances and whether this is really what you want to do. In all honesty, I think that's what has been the biggest thought on my mind. Because I think it's easy to, to accept something for what it used to be. Uh, but in your present circumstances, your job might be quite different from what you signed up to do. Uh, the things that you are involved with could be quite different. The societies and friends that you have would also be quite different. And I think it's one of those moments where you can truly, truly take time to, I think, reformat a little bit, right? I think to kind of really take time to think about what is happening around you, what do you want to be a part of and what you don't want to be a part of because this is a time to make all those changes. I mean, for example, right, I, I think about people who are looking for jobs and I think about how hiring would be such a different uh, affair altogether, right? Because... It used to be a case where you'd be able to walk into a room and, and at least this is how I used to do it. I'll walk, I walk into a room and I'll try and read the room and I'll try to understand all the non-verbal cues uh, and I would talk to the person and I'll try to understand really what the heart of the person's problem might be and how I might be able to solve it. But I cannot imagine doing it across Zoom. You know, like, what would it be like? It would be so awkward. It would be so impersonal in my opinion, you know? And, and I think this is the time for you to, if you're looking for a job right now, to think about that because that's the only way people are going to meet you, right? So it's about using your present circumstances and changing things up so that you don't just use old formats of stuff. And if you think about the fact that like companies like Twitter have been pushing a full work-from-home option, companies like Google and Facebook are extending work-from-home to next year, I think the impact that these tech giants will have on like the economy as well as uh, job culture is going to shift the needle for a lot of companies out there. In the same way that when they first came in, they tell us about, you know, wow, they got food in their office, they got breakout spaces, they got open concept. And then everybody had open concept. Not everybody had food in their offices, but like there were a lot of these things that people adopted from big tech giants. And now that the tech giants themselves are changing the way that they're moving, uh, if we are not fast enough to change alongside with them, which is going to be quite slow to react, lah, right? So if you've not really thought about it just yet, I think now is the best time to do so. I mean, honestly, we've got three more phases to work through, right? And every phase will bring a different problem. Honestly, if you think about phase three, which is almost utopia at this stage, right? It's not going to happen, I think, at least within this year. It is almost like by the end of this year, we will have all forgotten what cinemas do. Can you think about it for a moment? Uh? There are children being born right now in a world where cinemas do not actually exist. That is weird, okay? It's actually that GV ad where that girl is like looking at her father's collection of ticket stamps and asking, Daddy, what is this? Uh? You know, this is that world that we're living in. And yo, it's real, man. Things are actually going to change, right? And, and I recently I was just watching this uh, really amazing video that got me really quite reflective and thinking about. Um, it's a video of a free diver underwater. And uh, it's called Johanna Under the Ice. Or uh, for some of you who like to pronounce the J, Johanna Under the Ice. Uh, Johanna actually currently holds the world record for a 50-meter dive under ice. 
like solid ice, uh, it's not like ice cube, then she swim under. No, it's solid like Arctic ice kind of level, right? And believe it or not, this whole entire obsession with, with swimming under ice began because of a bad downhill biking accident that almost took her leg. She had quite a bad fracture and she talks a little bit about it uh, in that film. Um, and it's a really short film, but a really, really powerful film because... In such a short moment, I think, I mean, at least the way that they shot it, right? It's so cinematic, so beautiful, very inspirational. But she took a hopeless situation and found a new passion for it. And she found a new perspective uh, on her own life, uh, which can be a really powerful thing, especially in times like this. I mean, it was all a big joke because a friend of mine sent this video to me and we were watching it and we were laughing and wow, this is how CB feels like, you know, under the ice, cannot come out, cannot breathe, you know. Uh, all you come out with is you see snow and then you go back into the water. You know, sometimes actually maybe we need to dive under ice to face the frigidness, to collect ourselves and to really think about what lies ahead for our lives. And I think Johanna's story is one where even in a really small and short film, uh, has really made me think a lot about really what I want to be able to do. And I think what I want to be able to kind of uh, make sense of this particular situation. Now, if you tuned into the news today, you will know that the Fortitude budget uh, was launched. Uh, and honestly, I laughed really hard when I heard the name the first time, right? Because I was like, wow, fourth budget, Fortitude. Damn funny, like this Mr. Hing, right? But I think the Fortitude budget, being one of the biggest budgets that we have to pull from our past reserves, is proof that we have to start thinking about life in a new way. I think President Halima Yaakob uh, said something that was really interesting. She says all these past reserves don't mean anything if we don't get this generation across the finishing line. I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much if this generation does not live to exist in the next few years, it doesn't matter how much reserves we have. And I think that's kind of a different way of looking at it. At the same time, the Fortitude budget really is an opportunity for a lot of companies to retain people. Uh, and of course, for a lot of people to get skills upgraded. And I think this is the best time to do it, right? Like the government is literally investing in our future. Like there's no other way of explaining it but that. And I think that's quite a powerful way for anyone who's really thinking about what your life might hold to really consider some of the things that have been put out there, uh, the potential skills that you will be able to get as an upgrade and things you could improve on. And it's a moment to think about you. I think there can never be enough thinking done. And the honest truth is that if we think about the past reality is that we were so comfortable in the places that we were, the things that we were doing, that we hardly thought about it. And we hardly thought about it and now we are faced with a challenge that we unfortunately have to plan for. And things aren't just going to fall into our laps. You know, one of the things I've, I've been reminded of during this time is my yearning to start up something new. And I think it's always been in me to want to do something. And this was meant to be the year, right? This was meant to be a year to kind of like get something off the ground and, and, and to get something going. But I'm really thankful that like we didn't rush into anything, that we didn't try and put money into something that uh, would have totally failed, I'll tell you, absolutely failed during this time just because people can't meet people, uh, you know. I think it's a reminder for myself to go back to the drawing board because I'm given a chance. I'm given a chance to make right uh, an opportunity that I wanted to take. And I think that's how we should be viewing it. Like now we are all given an additional chance. And it is our chance to actually embrace this moment and to try and come out of this whole entire thing better than when we first started. 
So really, that's how I've been thinking about it. And I know this is like, like another halfway check-in, uh, almost similar to the one that I, I did a few episodes back. But the real reason that this has been really clamoring on my mind is I've been re- really thinking about the people around me and, and I know some people who have in, been in the midst of losing their jobs or have lost their jobs uh, and the uncertainty that they face. And I think that this is the opportunity, really. There's no better time to try. I won't pretend to know what you're going through. I won't pretend to know that I know what the solution truly is. All I do know for a fact is we all have a chance and we all have an ability to make a difference to our present circumstances. So honestly, that's been the down low. That's been all that has been on my mind these last few days. Uh, Yes, I've been posting less and I apologize for it. But I hope you enjoyed thinking along with me in this episode. I know it's a lot of sporadic thoughts, but they all kind of point in the same direction of really realizing that this is our new normal. We are the ones who can make a change for ourselves and this is the time to do it. All right, And I hope to bring you more soon. Maybe I'll explore a new format since Circuit Breaker is officially over. Uh, But yeah... Thank you so much for being on this journey with me and thinking alongside me. I might keep this podcast ready to just kind of do jibber-jabber and do whatever I want to do here. Uh, And of course, to just have tons of brain farts for you guys to smell. Uh, But thank you very much for tuning in. I hope to bring you more real soon. Please have a great week ahead.